It is indeed Marawa Sports Worldwide. It is a Wednesday today. Hmm. Well, well, Princess Anne Musa, we have to thank for the news at the top of the hour has been telling us what's happening in and around the world. Um, yeah, I've just come off a call here with, um, yeah, well, we call it a call these days, but been communicating with um, Coach Herve Renard. Remember they said Bafana Bafana coach was going to be announced on on Saturday. That's what Safa have told us. I saw a tweet earlier today. Safa are going to announce the South African Football Association national team coach on Saturday. And the name of Reynold has been mentioned in conversations. <laughs> so what Herb Renard says to me regarding this position um, yeah I just went to the news at 10 past so I just thought let me share this with, with South Africans we don't know where this thing is going to end but an unsolicited message you just dropped me a, a, a text um with the headline of what has been reported locally. And um, it's something that you can press play to. It says, I deny it. I never applied. I'm under contract and very happy in Saudi Arabia. This is disrespectful to the Saudi community. And then he typed, good evening, Robert, just for your information. Real information, all the best, have. So that's what Herve Renard is saying. I deny it. I never applied. I am under contract and very happy in Saudi Arabia. This is disrespectful to the Saudi community. I will leave it there. Thought I'd share because that's what we do. We share the information. Southampton, no. Tottenham Hotspur, no. 12 minutes played in that game. Never shortage of drama, is there, in the beautiful game of football in SA. Never shortage of drama. Enjoyed our conversation with Riley Swart. Enjoyed the chat with Rob Harris. And we're going to dive into what they call the dark continent of Africa. Maybe the continent where experiments happen that can't happen in Europe. And the subject of an African Super League was raised recently. And that was straight after the election of Patrice Mutsipa as CAF president. The big question, will the continent soon be learning of its own breakaway collective of teams that are opting to go it alone? I mean, the concept and the brainchild of a Gianni Infantino. And despite FIFA's apparent resistance to European plans, which was first broached in 2020, has split the continent's football stakeholders. But not quite down the middle. And to help us look at the impact that this concept will have in African football, if approved, I'm joined on the line by the Sports Marketing Consultant, Managing Director, PMD Consultant in Senegal, uh, that's Papa Masata Diak. Papa, thank you so much indeed for joining us. Welcome to Marawa Sports Worldwide. 
thank you, Robert, for inviting me and uh, saying hello to all your fans and listeners all over the world. Thank you so much indeed. Great to have your voice back on the radio, um, Papa Diak. The one issue is how things have spectacularly fallen apart with the European attempt at a Super League. But we always knew, you knew, I knew, lots of the African continent knew that this is something that a Gianni Infantino has been salivating about and which he still hasn't said might not happen on the continent. Now, we all wonder, uh, Papa Diak, that how can something that they shoot down in Europe be very good for Africa? No, definitely. I think uh, uh, for Europe, uh, this plan uh, definitely is in composition with the Champions League. It was in the hand of uh, UEFA Champions League, and uh, nobody can accept that because uh, the UEFA Champions League was introduced in 1992 by Klaus Hempel and Jürgen Lenz, uh, the founders of team marketing, working with Leonard Johansson. And uh, that has proven to be the most effective sports marketing program in the world that was able to generate uh, between 3 to 5 billion Swiss francs uh, every year. So I think uh, nobody would have accepted that. For me, it was a non-event. Uh, I, I said it to many of my friends uh, across the African soccer industry that this idea will not fly. I think it's just an attempt by the big clubs to uh, renegotiate the revenue allocation of the Champions League uh, rewards. I think that was the plot, uh, but I don't think that idea could have flown uh, in Europe. But mm-hmm. speaking of Africa, uh, the idea of 20 clubs uh, being the uh, uh, chosen one for a champion, uh, Super League in Africa, I don't think it, 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 it is uh, something that can reflect uh, the growth of uh, African football. We, 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 don't, we don't need that kind of competition in Africa. We need something more uh, inclusive because we're dealing with 54 countries with different backgrounds, different cultures, uh, and with also different uh, uh, soccer systems. And I think uh, that idea was not well thought before uh, presented to the Catholic Executive Committee. Why do you think, though, the Papa Diak, that uh, somebody like the president of uh, FIFA has an appetite for this or believes that it can work on the African continent? And uh, you also know how he worked his magic within the CAF election, uh, got what he thought is the best solution for the African continent. And, and maybe by doing that, he would want to enforce this from just your reading. If you had to try and be uh, Gianni Infantino for a second, what is he seeing in the concept? Uh, me, I think uh, Gianni Infantino, his first, of all, uh, his first ambition is to uh, have a good, strong electoral basis because uh, he's in uh, 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 bad books with the USA and Comnebol. And uh, right now, his only allies are people from the Middle East and uh, from CONCACAF uh, that has representing about 35 nations in CONCACAF. So he needed to have a strong base by having uh, Africa to support him, the 54 African votes. So he can have a kind of good electoral base of 95 countries behind him. Uh, and then he can then look for the rest in order to position himself as the next president of FIFA. But the second, he also think that Africa is a, uh, a natural terrain uh, or site where you can experiment things. 
because uh, the sports marketing industry is not very, 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 uh, very sophisticated at this point in time. Only South Africa, Egypt, uh, Morocco, uh, Nigeria, and uh, Tanzania, Uganda, few countries are really doing very well in uh, club competitions uh, in terms of uh, generating revenues and in terms of having a, a very good uh, uh, visibility on television. So he thought that this idea can be experimented into Africa. But uh, if he had consulted the people, uh, the experts, the media uh, uh, industry in football, they would have told him that this cannot fly in, into Africa because in Africa we still have government has the first sponsor of football. All national federations, all major clubs are supported by government in Africa, except South Africa, that have a very strong premier soccer league that was incepted in 1997 by uh, Trevor Phillips uh, with the uh, backing of uh, uh, Ivan Koza, Jomo Sono, and uh, Kaiser Matong. Uh, that uh, now South Africa is the role model that all Africa need to emulate. But he would have listened to all those consultants, all those people. They would have given him other advice. But I don't think just selecting a few 20 clubs and uh, trying to develop uh, a very strong and visible club competition uh, is a good idea for Africa. It's definitely not uh, the route we should go. He has already syndicated the rights for the qualifying matches for the World Cup, FIFA World Cup. So FIFA has control of it until 2026. So what he needs to do is to strengthen the commercial base uh, of uh, CAF by uh, bringing in sponsors from FIFA uh, into mm. uh, the African Club of Nations, the under-17, under-20, the new Women's Champions League, and then the current CAF competitions. That's all we need at this point in time because they cancelled the CAF Lagarde contract and now Super Sports is gone, Canal Plus is gone, uh, lots of broadcasters are gone. So what he need to do right now is to focus on strengthening the commercial base of CAF itself, mm. but not creating a Super League. That's not the priority. But here's a spin here, Papa Diak, is that if they wanted, who on the African continent will have the power and the authority to stop them. We saw the power and the authority of fans who are very vocal, who want to protect their own, who have a culture, who believe that football in whatever territory, if you're Blackpool, Blackburn, Stoke City, whatever you are, you're going to fight for your territory. You're going to make sure that that club goes nowhere, that it stays within the community. How much more now when you escalate it uh, to a Chelsea, to an Arsenal, again, historical teams, your Liverpool, your Man City, your Manchester United, etc. So, yeah, okay, he, he's cut off. I'm going to get him back on the line. So the, the basic angle of where I'm going with this question is that who on the continent will have the resolve to say to FIFA, if FIFA really want this, no, you can't, no. We're not going to give you that latitude. Who's going to fight that? I, I don't know. I don't see it happening. On the continent, I don't. Unless people are psyched up the way that they would have seen how things were done in Europe and then try and adopt and adapt the same thing. I don't know. Maybe you can help us. We'll take a quick uh, little... Off-ramp while we get uh, Papa Diak back on the line. I think it's a very important conversation as to why, if it's not good for them, they in Europe, is it good enough for Africa?
All right, so let's head back to the line. Uh, it was just unfortunate. I'm not sure. There was just a loss of connection. Uh, but yeah. Papa Diak is back on the line. Uh, Papa, you know the angle that I was taking this conversation to, to say that who on the continent will have yeah. the power, the authority to stop this if they really want it? Robert, you have to understand, the most important person into this whole soccer or sports industry is the fan. The fan is the one that pays the taxes to the government that is making us able to build stadiums. The fans are the one buying the jersey, the replica jersey, uh, to create merchandising and licensing programs so the club can enrich themselves. The fans are the one buying the tickets into the stadium. The fans are the one buying the hospitality packages into the streets to watch soccer game. The fans are the one buying the consumer uh, goods that the sponsors are selling or the services in order to be able to generate revenues and sponsor football. So at the end of everything, you have the fan. It's the most important. And they are the citizens that making that paying tax, uh, taxes. You've seen the way in England they reacted. And the same way they reacted in England, the same way the fans in Africa can react. But in Africa, the, uh, the, 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 the FIFA cannot do without government. That's a fact, because government owns the stadiums. Government pay for the national coaches. So if they want to enforce something where we don't have an all-inclusive program that carries along all the 54 African nations, where they're sidelining certain clubs, that I don't know what criteria they'll be selecting the clubs, and in which basis, and imposing uh, their, their will, at the end of the day, government will be under pressure by the citizens and the fans again so the same will apply because in africa more than in england or in the uh, france or in uh, germany uh, government have a say in sports affairs that's the the person that can uh, tell him this cannot fly the issue of money always comes to play Papa, you know this. When it comes to Africa, all they say, ah, you can get your way through. Just pay them, you know, pay them on the side. If it comes but, down to a vote, that is problem, much easier. The problem, the problem I, I, I don't think so, uh, because uh, uh, at the end of the day, government uh, is the number one sp- sponsor of football. Uh, FIFA is not building stadiums. FIFA is not building, uh, is not paying for national team coaches. FIFA is not that simple. Look at most of the clubs are struggling in Africa to be able to afford travel and accommodation expenses to in order to compete in CAF competitions. Right now, I think the best idea, which I can really recommend to Jenny Infantino and his FIFA team, is to create regional competitions. For example, we can say Southern Africa, Kosafa will have its Champions League, Sekafa will have its Champions League. Uh, UF, uh, Wafu will have his Champions League uh, the Arab nation will have their Champions League and then we do a, a final tournament, something like that because that will make the travelling within the, those regions to be affordable by the clubs but not all the clubs are, are like Al-Ahli or like uh, uh, Raja of Casablanca or Esperance, the Tunis, uh, uh, or Kaiser Chief or Orlando Pirates or Mamela de Sundowns. So not all of them have the same financial ability. Some of them are totally dependent on government subsidy. So if it's not affordable, government will tell uh, FIFA, sorry, we can implement it. I don't want to face my population because we have a very young population and they can be very vocal if they're not happy with what, how the way government is handling things.
Because it leaves other leagues in, in tatters and complete disarray, though, Papa, because you, you rightfully talked about the Premier Soccer League envisaged by Trevor Phillips, which works. So now if you yank out the three, and I remember there was an article by Ed Dove that he, he had compiled, uh, I think it was uh, earlier in March of this year, when he was talking about uh, the whole issue of the Super League. And he included the likes of Alali, Zamalek, or Pyramids, Willard Casablanca, uh, he included Kansas Chiefs, Orlando Pirates, Mamludi Sundowns, and Tipi Mazambe, your AS Vita club, um, I think even a Nimba, Simba, you, you can go on and on. And we know the, 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 the problems, even that are experienced now, when people have to travel with the Confed Cup in CAF, they have to travel within the Champions League in CAF. How exhausting, how laborious it is where you have to travel for a couple of days just to come through and fly a couple of hours or at times you have to fly to Europe to come back onto the African continent. It isn't as cut and dry as it is when you're traveling in Europe. Surely those would be some of the considerations and to see whether it is feasible or not. No, definitely. I agree with you. Uh, it has to be feasible uh, from a club point of view. Uh, CAF is not paying for all expenses. CAF is just giving a prize money. Uh, that will uh, help uh, uh, balance the books uh, at the end of the day. So uh, FIFA, I think uh, that idea of our African Super League uh, are definitely, definitely not within our economic conditions as they see it. Uh, the big clubs uh, today, all of them are trying to emulate South African clubs, like uh, uh, Onan is Kaiser Chief and Mohamed um, Sundowns, because they've done quite well since on the South African government, uh, so to, to, to they have commercial sponsors. Today, the priority of Patrice Morsepe, uh, presidency in CAF, is to get back the super sports contract again on the table and Canal Plus, so African football can be visible. Because today we cannot market African football. It's not visible. I, I don't know what's going on in Ivory Coast. I don't know. I don't see matches of Honorable uh, Peter Kaiser Chief anymore. Because I don't, I don't have uh, the, the mileage here in, in West Africa. I, I, don't, I don't know what's going on in Nigeria. I don't know what's going on in Ivory Coast. So right now, before we can talk about commercial enterprise, uh, commercial properties into football, the sport has to be visible. Today, there's no highlight of the leagues across Africa. We used to have a program called Stade d'Afrique. Yes. Uh, it's gone now. The, the company went bankrupt uh, with the calf Lagarde problem. A lot of broadcasters don't hear uh, professional leagues uh, matches across Africa. So everybody is within the boundary of his territory and doing nothing uh, for uh, to have a Pan-African program. How can then FIFA or CAF sell a Pan-African program? It's impossible. Let me, let me squeeze the last question in here, Papa. I've got all of 60 seconds that are left here. Is that uh, with um, Patrice Matsipa stepping in as the CAF president, w- what, what sort of hope has he instilled in you, if any? But there is big hope because uh, he is from a business background. Uh, he's shown his commitment and passion for football by buying uh, clubs in Pretoria years back and to now make it one of the big continental uh, superpower in football. He's got uh, uh, credentials uh, as a businessman, uh, and he's also uh, living in the uh, most sophisticated sports marketing uh, uh, industry uh, of, of Africa, which is South Africa, because uh, in SA you have uh, the Premier Soccer League, you have uh, sponsors for Bafana Bafana, you have hosted the African Cup of Nations twice, you have hosted the World Cup, 
you have a lot of experience to share with the rest of the continent. I think that he needs to organize a lot of marketing seminars uh, for uh, all other African nations to come and learn uh, or have internship in the Premier Soccer League and South African Football Association on the way you hosted the World Cup 2010 and the African Cup of Nations and how you are able to bring into uh, commercial sponsors into the game of football. Uh, we have using a good example in Tanzania with uh, uh, Simba. Uh, in Uganda, is doing quite well now. Egypt is doing quite well. Morocco with Saudi Legia, the new president of the federation, is doing quite well. In Mauritania, so there are some good initiatives. All that need to be tutored to the rest of Africa, to the clubs owners, but also to the federations. That's all we need at this point in time. And then we will uh, conceptualize an African model that suits our economic condition, that suits our media industry, because the media industry is not competitive in Africa. You only have B in sports, and super sports has broadcasters that can pay big commercial rights fee to acquire television. That's all we have in Africa at this point in time. It's not competitive. Sure. I love that. I think we'll pick up on those rights issues the next time we have a conversation. Uh, Papa Masata Diak, thank you so much. Always a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you very much and all the best. Thank you so much. That's the Sports Marketing Consultant, uh, Managing Director, PMD Consulting uh, in Senegal, Papa Masata Diak, chatting to us right here on Marawa Sports Worldwide.